Thanks so much for spending your Sunday morning with us. If you're new with us today, don't forget to fill out our Connect card online at hopewintergarden.com. Just click on the I'm new tab or grab one at the info bar. Then stop by the info bar outside for your free gift. At Hope Church, one of our core values is that we are generous. If you are visiting with us today, don't feel any obligation to give whatsoever. We're just so glad you're here. If you did come prepared to give, there are a few different ways you can do that. You can give online at hopewintergarden.com. You can text an amount to 84321, or you can drop your gift in the boxes located in the back of the auditorium. Thank you for your generosity. It is truly making a difference in our community and around the world. Now, we want to make sure you are up to date on all that is happening here at Hope Church for you and your family. Check out this week's Hope Happenings. We are in full swing of our 21 days of prayer. Join us every weekday at 6.30 a.m. on Facebook Live for a time of prayer as we set aside moments to lift up our nation and to pray for the needs of our church. You are also welcome to join us this Saturday at 8 a.m. for a time of prayer together. We will be meeting at 204 South Dillard Street at the Hope Church office for a time of prayer. You do not want to miss it. Hope students, you know the drill. We will be meeting tonight at 6 p.m. If you're in 6th grade to 12th grade, you are more than welcome to come. We will be starting a brand new sermon series tonight called Masks, and you do not want to miss it. Bring your friend, and it's going to be an awesome night. Make sure to mark your calendars for our upcoming night of worship on January 23rd at 7 p.m. This will be a time to celebrate and recap all of the things that God has done over the 21 days of prayer together. You do not want to miss it. On January 26th at 7 p.m., Hope Kids will be hosting Ice Cream with Maggie and Ryan at West Orange Creamery. This will be an awesome time to get to know them, for them to get to know you, and to have some delicious ice cream together. If you or someone you know can sing or play an instrument, we would love to invite you to sign up for Hope Worship Team and Band Auditions. You can go to hopewintergarden.com events to sign up for the auditions and for the interest meeting happening on February 1st at 8 p.m. on Zoom. This is an incredible opportunity to get involved with being a part of our worship team, and we cannot wait to meet you. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at hopewintergarden.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We believe the best is yet to come, and our hope is that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Sunday in the house of God. I believe God's got a word for all of you guys in here today. Hey, students, make sure you guys come back tonight, 6th through 12th grade. If you know a 6th through 12th grader, 
like, or you saw a 6th through 12th grader in your neighborhood, like, just pick them up and bring them to church. Um, tonight, I believe that God's got a, um, God's got just a, a season right now where he's trying to do something incredible in some lives of our students. They're hurting and they're struggling. We want to get them in the house. So that's tonight at 6 p.m. We'd love to have your students and or their friends come in with us. Um, we've been in our, our 21 days of prayer, and um, I just believe that God is moving in the midst, and we're going to pray again. Normally, well, last year we prayed the first two Saturdays, but we're also going to pray again this Saturday. What happened yesterday in our offices um, to a four South Dillard was just incredible. So we're going to pray again next Saturday at 8 a.m. And we'd love for you to come and, and be a part of that. If you've never been a part of one of our prayer services, they come. It's a small group. It's an intimate group. But God is doing something incredible. He is shifting things and moving things. And I, I don't want you to I don't want you to miss out on it. So that's next week. And then tomorrow, um, tomorrow, Monday through Friday, 630 a.m. on Facebook Live. Um, we're so thankful for all of you guys that have hopped on and have prayed with us. We believe that breakthroughs are happening, and we believe that miracles are happening, and we believe that God is shifting in people's lives, and, um, and so we believe that happens in, in the context of community. And so we want to invite you to be a part of that. Wake up early with us. I was talking to some of our friends yesterday, and they said, I, have, I never would get up at 6.30. But uh, there's something about when you get up at 6.30 with people going to the same exact thing, same exact scripture, same exact prayer. Things happen, things shift, and so we want to invite you to come be a part of that with us. And then um, also, Kelsey and Justin had their little baby girl, McKenna. Is that her how you say it, McKenna? And she is four days old. Can we give her, can we put our hands together for her little birthday that happened four days? I wish I could say pray for them. They're at home resting up, but they're not. They're in the building today. <laughs> Savage. Um, I, I remember we, people always laugh at us. When our babies were like eight weeks old, we took them to Disney, our, our twins. So I had one little football in this hand, and Dinah had hers in, you know, in a, one of those sling things. I was too macho to wear one of those sling things, and, and so um, I know you can't look at me. You're wearing a, a cardigan vest. You're not too macho to wear. I wouldn't wear one. Like, I need all the help I can get. I'm not wearing one of those vest things. Um, um, but I, I learned at this church I got to be careful because I've noticed some of the biggest, strongest gunslinging guys in our church wear those things. So I don't make fun of them anymore, um, but they are here in the house today. We're so thankful that they're here today. And I thought we were committed to the Lord, and I thought we were committed to this church. But we ain't coming back four days later, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so they're the new pastors of the church. This is my last Sunday. God bless you guys. Um, they've got more. Whoever's the most committed gets to lead, uh, lead this church. Hey, um, I'm so thankful for um, you guys in our church. This is an incredible church. I was talking to a friend of mine just yesterday. And um, among the churches in America today, the number one topic that's happening in churches and top two things are uh, in church in America today are your people coming back and how are your offerings? That's what you hear when you, when you, talk, to, when you talk to the guys. And so I was with four guys this week and like, man, how's your, are your people coming back? How's your offerings? And I'm just so thankful that you guys have come back. I'm so thankful that you guys are here. I'm thankful for the community that we have built. Joy said something that was so powerful last week. She said, um, I believe that the 21 days of prayer um, really helped Diane and I lead us into last year's 21 days of prayer, really helped us lead through this pandemic this year. And I believe that. And I believe, I believe our, our strength is, is, is in the community, is in the community groups. We have over 70% of our adults in a community group. And uh, they're going to start again in a couple weeks. And so I'm just so thankful for the community of this church. And people want to see each other. I don't know if you want to see me, but you at least want to see the people that are in the church uh, with you, um, that are with you. And so we're so thankful for that. Groups that are still meeting and people that are still getting together and connecting and praying together. And, and we need community. It feels like, seems like now more than we've ever needed it. And so we're so thankful for the community of this church is. And I'm so thankful that you guys trust God with your finances. 
when you trust God, your finances. I, I never had, for the last five years of this church, I've never had those conversations with those guys where I'm like, how do you ask your people to be obedient? How do you ask your people to, to trust God with their resources? And we don't have that conversation a lot. We talk about generosity at our church and how we can help and how we can serve and how we can do more. And, um, and so I'm so thankful for that. The very first Sunday of March, mark your calendars. Those of you guys are like super ultra planners. Um, we'll let you know, we'll give you the, we'll, there'll be an event up in the next couple of weeks, but the very first Saturday of March, we're doing our bed build. We're doing our bed build and we did one last year and that was our last hope helps of the year last year. And, um, and we're doing another one, um, the first Saturday, um, of March and it's going to be incredible. It's going to be an awesome time. We can have up to 50 volunteers come out for that. And we're going to build beds for people who sleep on the floor in our community. And, um, we just don't believe as a church that should be okay. And, um, so if you could pray. Um, it's got to open up your schedule that day and uh, we can't really go very far. You know what I'm saying? So like, let's, let's show up that day. We're going to have an incredible time. You'll be able to sign up online in a couple weeks. Here's the verse that we've memorized this week. Um, I was talking to a team of our leaders this week and we've been trying to, I've been trying to like, really God's put this thing in my idea in my heart, like to try to hang on to one verse over the course of a month so we can maybe memorize some scripture. It's a lost discipline in our, in our culture today. Like we used to grow up in church like, hey, memorize scripture, memorize scripture. Well, we don't do it as much anymore. So I've been trying to like hang on to a verse and we memorized Proverbs chapter 11, 24 and 25 last in, in, in November, December. And really God put on my heart this verse um, that I've memorized. And I think that we all can memorize. But John chapter, John chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible says that the thief's purpose is to kill, is to, is to come and steal and to kill and to destroy. But God, God says my purpose. You know, God has a purpose in your life, and he says, my purpose is to give them a rich and to give them a satisfying life. God wants you to have a satisfying life. He wants you, for some of you guys, you, you're not able to do that because, he, because you're just, it, you've, you've gone through whatever seasons of your life, and you struggled, or you have a hurt, or you have a habit, or a hang-up, which we all have those things, but you didn't know that you were supposed to have a full life. You didn't know that you were supposed to have a satisfying life. You didn't know KJV, uh, New King, you're supposed to have an, an, a full life. You didn't know you're supposed to have an overwhelming life. You didn't know that. And so the enemy has come and take some things from you, and he's limited you. He, you. You don't really have the life that he's called you to live. Like, you're saved, and you have salvation, and you're, and you're, and you're moving in the right direction, but, like, you don't really have all the joy. You don't have all the, you don't have all the things that you feel like, man, I, I should have these things if I'm a Christian. And we know that because the enemy stole some things from us. And we've kind of have lived with a kind of a limp in our life. We've kind of lived with, a, with some baggage in our life because of the thing that the enemy has taken from us. Because the Bible says that God's never taken anything from you. All God does is bring things for you and bring things to you, and bring things through you. That's what God has come to do. He's come to give you a full and a satisfying and a rich life. And so our, kind of the idea we've talked about the last three weeks is this. It's time to take back what the devil stole from you. It's time to take back what the devil stole from you guys. You have more power than you think you can. We've, we talked a lot about this song, Champion. We, we spent months talking about, are we allowed to bring this song to our church? Is this theologically correct? Because in there, it says, I've been given the authority. Well, the Bible tells us that all authority has been given to God, but then it says in the, in the scriptures that he's given us authority. We, can, we have more power than we think we can. Well, how can you back that up, Wes? Well, the Bible says that when God left the earth, he gave us the Holy Spirit to live in us, and that gives us power. And the Bible says in the book of Ephesians that the same power that rose Christ from the dead, it lives in you and it lives in me. We have way more authority than we think. We can tell the, I grew up thinking it was the, it was God, it was creator of the universe, God, and then it was the devil, and then it was me. And then I realized once I read the scripture, it's God, and then I'm below God, or like way below God, and then the enemy is below my feet. Because the Bible says that the Bible doesn't say that the enemy has the authority. He says that that we have the authority, that we have the Holy Spirit, 
you remember when, when, um, whenever Job tempted, whenever Job tempted, um, whenever the enemy tempted Job and, and really what seemed like was the end of his life, God, the enemy, Satan had to go to God and say, can I have permission to, 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 to tempt Job? And God's like, go for it. Job's my people. Job knows I've come to give him a full and abundant and a satisfying life. And so Job had more, more strength than we think. Like, oh man, look, I'm so glad that God brought him through and God did bring him through. But there were seasons where Job could have thrown the towel in. Job's sitting there with his friends and his friends are like, yo, we good? Yeah, I'm great. Job could have been like, yo, I'm not interested anymore. We've got to take back our life. So we've, we've used our plant the last few weeks and it is hanging in there by the grace of God because the Lord knows it ain't getting no sunlight because it's been in that closet for a few weeks. It ain't getting no water. Because last time I put water in it, Gabe's like, yo, you're getting the stage dirty. We're trying to usher people into the presence of God, and you're bringing in the mud. And But we had to release. We had to release some things in week one. And I was with a friend of mine the other, the other day, and this person said, I have released something that I've been hanging on to for 19 years. Last week in our second service, our 1030 a.m. service, a guy walked up to me, works, for, uh, works at Derek's uh, roofing company. He walked up and he goes, I have not been in church voluntarily in 25 years. Come on, like you have to release some things. If you're going to grow, you're going to have to release some things. We talked about releasing last week, two weeks ago. Week two, we talked about remaining. We got to remain in the word of God. We talked about remaining in the word of God. A lady came to our church last week in our heart for the house. We, we did our heart for the house offering. And in her, and in her offering envelope, she, she wrote at me a three-page three single-space letter. Three pages, that's a lot, single-space. And she said, I, the, the story was, I, she told me her full story, but she said, I got saved on Easter at this church, online, in her living room. And she says, fast forward, we were watching her on Facebook yesterday. She's been reading the Bible every single day since she got saved, 320-something days. Man, so proud. People, we're remaining in God's word. We have to remain in the word. So we have to release some things. We have to remain in God's word. And I want to look at a third word today. I want to look at the word reproduce. I want to look at reproduce reproduce. I think that's a, a word that God has for us today. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, the Bible says this. Not everyone, no, 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 it doesn't say that. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, he says this, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really just vicious wolves. Like, be careful where you get your, be careful that you're not listening to fake news. The only news that's not fake, by the way, in case you're looking for some good news, <laughs> is the Bible. Like, oh no, it's this channel. Like that, it's, 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 it's not just that channel. This is the channel you need. If you're going to dial into something, dial into this book. It'll never let you down. Everything is true. Everything's inspired. It's God-breathed. It's different. You need to get your news from the Bible because be careful where you get your news from. Modern-day translation from me to you today. Be careful who you get your news from. Be careful where you get your news from. You can identify good news or you can identify people that have the truth. You can identify them by their fruit. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way that they act. So we've been talking about, our, we've got a great fruit tree. We're talking about releasing things and remaining, like you need water to grow. But he says here in this passage of scripture, like you need, to, you need to make sure they have the right kind of fruit. Like you need to see if they have the actions to back up what they're saying. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from, or figs from thistles? Absolutely not. You, you, there's no possible way to get fruit from something that's from a different plant. You have to get grapefruit from a grapefruit tree. Oranges from an orange tree. Like, be careful where you get your fruit. Be careful the kind of people that you follow, what kind of fruit that they have, what kind of fruit they're producing, what kind of lifestyle that they're living. Who are you following? 
Where do you get your news from? Here's what he says in verse 17. A good tree. Now, I'm looking for some good trees in here today. I, I want to run with some good trees. A good tree produces good fruit. That makes sense, Wes. I, the Bible's so clear. He says, a good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit, the wrong fruit, or maybe even today, if you will, no fruit. Are you producing fruit in your life? The tension point today, you have to ask yourself, what are you, what are you putting out? We hear this phrase, like, what are you putting out into the universe? Not mad at it. I'm not frustrated with it. But like, what kind of life are you living? Are people saying, man, I just, I just want to be around them because there's something about them. There's something different that I want to, I want to gravitate to. What kind of leaders are we allowing to lead our, our groups? What kind of leaders are we allowing to lead our children's ministry? What kind of leaders are we allowing to, to lead our, our youth and our, our next gen? Like, what kind of, like, are they producing good fruit? Or are they producing bad fruit? No fruit. He goes, because here's what he says. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down, and it's thrown into the fire. Like, the motivation here today, he's... he's He's preaching this passage of scripture, and we're in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, and this is the Sermon on the Mount. He said, hey, guys, there, there's got to be some, th your life should look like something if you're saved. If you've trusted Christ as your Savior, you, you should walk a little bit different. You should talk a little bit different. You should act a little bit different. Well, Wes, that seems a lot of like a, um, that seems a lot of like you're a lot of, a lot of workspace. No, like, it's not workspace. It's, it's life-based. What is your life? What are people saying about your life? What do people say about the way you, the, the, the way you talk, the way you, you, the way you act? What do people say about that? You, you might say a lot of, I might ask, I didn't notice I didn't say, what do you say about your life? You probably say a lot of good things about your life. I was talking to the guy in the lobby the other day, and he said, pray for me. I'm not doing good at this. I need to be better at this. Pray for me so I can make these decisions. And I said, you already know what to do. Just do it. That's, that's, that's what we need to hear. Like, hey, that, I, I know I want to, I want to, I want to do better. Like, I'm for that. I want to produce, you me, I want to produce good fruit. I want to I be a difference maker. I want to bring about change, a part of God's kingdom. So every tree that, every tree that does not produce good fruit, it's chopped down and thrown into the fire. Verse 20 says this, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. How are you being identified? Uh, he's got no fruit. He's got bad fruit. I remember when I was younger and I was doing my faith, I was... I was religious, and I was arrogant in my faith, and I told my dad, I said, Dad, you're, you need better fruit in your life. Luckily, my Uncle, my Uncle Ken's here, like, luckily my dad didn't kill me. Like, my, we're old school. My dad was of the school, the school of, <laughs> I brought you in this world, I can take you out of it. <laughs> I'm looking at the Nardellas back there. Everybody's like, everybody that meets me, like, your dad's so nice. I'm like, try disrespecting him. Like, <laughs> then you're like, <laughs> my dad got to the point where spankings didn't work. We had so much padding in our, in our underwear, he knew. He did this. He would have us put our palm face up. And he would take that belt or whatever it was in, and he would spank our hand on the palm. If you've ever done that before, you guys are like, man, that explains a lot about how he, kind of how he filters his life. And I think my dad, it's all about perspective, right? Because my dad told me, my, 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 my uncle's here today, he can, he can attest to the story afterwards. But my, the, my, my, dad, my dad's older, so they, my, they grew up with, with having afros. And he said one time we were late from the dance. It was me and my uncle. It was me and my, my him. It was my dad and his brother, Tim. And he, my dad said to Tim, Tim, we got to get home. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be there. Well, Tim got there late. He said, when my, 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 my dad said, when my, when my grandma, when, when my uncle finally got there, my grandma was sitting in her chair, and she had an extension cord. And she grabbed my uncle by his afro. I just love that part of the story. 
She said she, put, she said she helped Tim through the window, and she lit his butt up with that extension cord. You don't play around with grandmas. My, my parents used to send me to church with my grandparents. Like, like we had to pay attention in church. Shirts and ties, seven years old. Old school. My mom, if we cut up in church, they'd say, go outside and get a switch. And that was a tension point because, like, do you get a really thick switch or do you get a really thin switch? You know what I'm saying? And all of y'all got one, you know, it's got to be the right kind of switch. But I, rem- I, I just remember telling my dad, man, you, you, need, you need better fruit. My dad was like, you need to move out, get a job, pay your own bills. I was arrogant in my faith, and I just didn't know a lot of things. The culture I was brought up, it was like, if I did this as a Christian and they did it, I was better than them. And I realize now as a, as a pastor, as a leader, as I've been a Christian long enough, I realize now that Christianity doesn't look like khaki pants, shirt tucked in, and KJV Bible. But that was the version of church that I believed in. That was, the, that was the version of Christianity that I believed in. I realize now it looks different because of personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But here's what I know. We all have to produce fruit. It might look different. It might, it might be a little bit different, but we all have to produce in our life to whatever the extent that God's called us to produce the fruit. Here's what I need you to know today is that God wants to reproduce some good fruit in your life. He really wants to. God wants to, he wants to reproduce some, some good things in your life. He wants to do that. And you, here's the deal. We spend so much time. I know it's a little bit of attention because I'm like, you guys need to, you know what you need to do. You need to do it. And you need to love God and love people. And I, I teach you all these things. And But here I am today to tell you today that you, God is the, he's in charge of all that. Like he, he can produce the good fruit in your life if you want him to. Now he's not going to be, be awesome if he cut everything out for you. I brought my, brought my knife. Be awesome if he's like, yo, I'm going to cut this out for you. I'm going to cut this out for you. But he's not going to cut everything out of your life. There's some things that you have to cut out of your life. And, and he's going to tell you like, hey, I can't water you, but I can give you the thing that can water you. And if you cut and you remain, then I can produce, I can reproduce some things in your life. I can do some things. I can do some things that you're not even, you're really not even going to, you really can't even imagine them. Just, just trust me, like, go with it. Take a step. I'm going to meet you at the step. And I can do some things. I can bring some miracles. I can, I can change some things. I can, I can bring some things in your life that you, I can bring you some fruit. No, God wants to reproduce some good fruit in your life. Well, Wes, what does that look like? The Bible says this in, Matthew, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces, produces this kind of fruit in our, in our lives. He produces love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control. That's the kind of things that he wants to reproduce in your life. God wants to do some things in your life. He wants to have some better fruit in your life. And so I brought some fruit today because clearly I've got plenty of it. Chase said to me last year, the 21 days of prayer, Chase said to me, whatever I ate on week one, I didn't eat on week two, and I didn't eat on week three. Week three. And I swear to goodness, I was like, man, that was, that's good. I don't think I've had a banana since the last 21 days of prayer because I ate that. I was like, no, I'll be fine. And then I got to week one. I was like, okay, cool. It's time to go to True Nature. It's time to start eating bananas again. I got like three days now. I, don't, I haven't had a banana majority of this. I didn't listen to you, but I should have. Like, I just got to change gears a little bit. But uh, I think I got my, 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 my marker out last night. And I think God wants to produce some of you guys some, some joy in your life. He really wants to produce some joy in your life. How, when's, when's the last time any of you guys felt like you had any joy in your life? What, what kind of... What kind of people are you around there? Man, they have joy in their life. Or maybe God for you today, he wants to, some of y'all, you, you just don't have a peace in your life. Maybe anxiety is one in your life and he wants to have peace. He wants you to have peace in your life. 
this one didn't get a marking, but let's say this one today, it could be kindness. Maybe he wants to produce some kindness and you're like, when's the last time you let somebody over in traffic? You're like, why would I do that? Well, that's what kind people do. I don't know. That's what he wants to reproduce in our life. Maybe he wants to reproduce in some of you guys self-control. Maybe it's self-control that he's trying to reproduce in whatever the strawberries can be. And I know what the patience needs to be. This is a very, for some of you guys, this is for me. <laughs> he just wants to produce a little bit of patience in my life. Come on, like, I don't even know if there's a smaller fruit than a grape, but that's the kind of level of patience that I got. Let me, I don't know if you can see in the back, but there you go. Like, you don't want to, I know God don't want to produce a lot of patience in my life, but he wants to reproduce a little bit of patience. Now, I use the word reproduce because that gives off the idea that there had to be produce to begin with. And if there's going to be, if there's going to be a reproduce, there's going to have to be produce. Now, here's the deal where the, where the re comes in, that God wants us to give away, to give off the fruit that we have in our life. Did you know that? Like, the joy's not just for you. Well, I didn't sign up to give stuff away. Well, the moment you got saved, you signed up to give stuff away. Jesus modeled giving stuff away. John chapter 3, verse 16. My buddy's... My buddy's, uh, my, my buddy was out of town January 3rd. He had his, his, uh, his worship leader preach. And he preached a message on radical generosity. And I said, how did he do? I asked him, how did the message go? He goes, it went terrible. He goes, everyone is emailing me saying that my, my, next, gen, my next gen guy is a socialist. <laughs> and I'm like, man, we've come so far to running all of our lens, our, all, our life, we, 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 look at, we look at through the lens of the world and we have bad world views. My friend said to me, you need to say more. You need, she called me, you need to say more. You need to do this, you need to do this. And I'm like, no, we need to do this. If we could shift our, I said, you're, you're asking me to help change people's worldviews that they've had for 30 years of their life. You want me to shift it in six months? Let's, let's remain, let's release, let's remain. Let's, let's get in this book and let's let this thing shape our, let's just shape your worldview, church. That's it. Like this, you're like, man, I, yeah, that's why. Love and joy and peace and patience. I want to give that away. I want to give that away. We're a very giving church, generous, generous church. Like, like, let's not just get, just let's not be generous with our, with our checkbook. Let's be generous with the joy that God's given you. Let's be generous with your, if you've got good mental health, let's, let's pass that along. Like we know that none of this, this all, this, this all comes with, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, self-control. It comes with the subscription to salvation. <laughs> it comes with it. You, you, it. It's not like, this is not all a card. You get all this. But God will never reproduce it if you don't give it away. God will never reproduce it if you don't share it. And here's this one more thing. He not only does he want to produce some good fruit in your life, but he, re, he wants to reproduce some lasting fruit in your life. We are such a quick fix quick hit society generation God didn't design it to be the way that we live it and a lot of things in our life I'm telling you I just know he's he wants us to have some lasting fruit he wants us to have some lasting fruit like 
car won't last forever. All things that we have, they're not bad things, but he's saying, what are you, what are you giving away? What are you giving away? Are you giving anything away? Are you giving something away? I got accused of something that was very accurate this week. A guy texted me and he said, he's here today. He goes, if I win the lottery, we're going to give the church $5 million. I said, I'm, you know what I said? I'm praying he wins the lottery. That's what I said. I'm not stupid, church. I don't care where God, how God sends the money. I'll just, I'll take it. We're going to change the world. Building 40 bunk beds ain't free. You know, like we're going to change the world. Giving away 70,000, 70,000 meals last year. We've already given away over 100,000 meals as a church. That's not, we don't just, we can't just pray that in. So he said this, he goes, he goes, but my wife said this, if we give Wes 5 million, we know he'll give away 2 million. I said, no, I promise. I promise. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up that flow. You know what I'm saying? Like if you designate it, come on, that's where it's going. You know what I'm saying? Our trustees will make sure that I don't give away. The point is this. We got to be given the fruit out. And God will keep on reproducing it. He'll keep on reproducing it. Hey, here's the good news. This is an encouragement for someone in here today. And this is the last thing I got for you today. The fruit that you want won't grow overnight. The fruit you want, you want won't grow overnight. I wish it could. I wish what I could say today, by the power of God, when you leave today, you will have the fruit of joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control. Peace be with you. Peace I send you. And you go out and live this fruitful life. I wish I could do that. It sounds good. It sounds incredible. I might try it second service, see if it works. I I got a proof of concept. I'm going to beta test it in second service. If it works, I will be back next week with the same word I used last week. The fruit you want, it won't grow overnight. But here's what you got to do. You got to start cutting. Church, we got to start cutting some stuff out of our life. Should it take 19 years to cut that stuff away? Absolutely not. But you know what it matters is, is that you have cut it off. You may not have been in church for 25 years, but guess what? I declare in the name of Jesus, he's back now. He might not have been saved at a young boy, but he can be saved later. We have to cut some stuff off, church. If you want to cut some stuff off, would you stand to your feet? Maybe not even just cut some stuff off. We got to remain. I can't preach the rest of my life. You got to read the Bible. You just need to read the Bible so I can quit saying you should read the Bible. Let's read it and let's apply it to our life. Let's not read it for information. Let's read it for the transforming, working power that God is. Let's reproduce some food. We're never going to reproduce it if we don't give it away. Let's leave here today and let's not push politics. Let's push the person of Jesus Christ because he can save us. He can change us. I'm tired of what I've seen on social media. I'm so sick of it. If we would go out and live lives that are different, our neighborhood could be changed. Our lives can be changed. People can accept Jesus. They can be saved. And when we get there, we can be in heaven with people that got saved because we love them, because we gave out joy, because we gave out peace, because we gave out patience. Hey, we're going to sing those words. Let's begin to speak this word out today. If you're here today and you're just struggling like I'm struggling, I'm struggling, church. If you're struggling, I'm struggling. Just tell God I'm struggling. God, I'm having a hard time giving away peace. God, I'm having a hard time giving away joy. God, will you help me? 
I want to be helped, God. Lord, please help me, God. I want to have joy. I want to have peace. I want to look different so people can be saved. That's what I want, God.
ask who you are. Who you are, God. I pray that this week we just declare all that you are. God, that we declare all that you are every single day. And that we declare that you keep your promises, Lord. That you make miracles happen. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that we would all endure and that we would ask for those fruits of the Spirit this week, God. And that you would be faithful. Change our lives, God. Change our minds. Renew our spirits. Give us joy again. And in your precious name, everybody said, Amen. Guys, we love you. We will see you next Sunday.